things cold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore. Here it comes, that glimmer of hope, a light shines through the door. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rohit, whoa. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rohit, whoa. Welcome to episode number 39 of The Hopeless Show with Aaron and Rohit. I'm Rohit, and this is my podcast partner, Aaron. Hey, it's me, Aaron Wolf. And I'm, um, I'm Rohit Therani. <laughs> All right. I am descended from actual wolves. Um, yep, and I'm yeah, descended but, from actual bearded Thoranis. men. Yes. Yes, we are a long line of Cro-Magnum uh, hunks. Um, <laughs> but but in reality, we don't want to lie to you. I'm actually Rohit, and that's Aaron Wolf. And yes. we're here to bring you your weekly dose of hope. Yes. Um, the most, now, the most, I think we're going to feel the most hope that we've ever felt today. I believe today is going to yeah. set the hope record of most hope ever. Uh, in spite of all the crazy shit that's gone on. And it just, I am excited for that. I am. And honestly, I, I've been wanting to talk to you about this all week. You know, we are recording this on a Friday, the 22nd, I think. Um, and, um, this was a big week for America. Um, and Aaron, do you want to tell us what happened this week in America news from the quarantine? There's uh, the biggest, I mean, the biggest thing, I think everyone was glued to their TV was the inauguration 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 it's pronounced one of those two ways and what 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 made me i i felt this giant exhale of crap that i all i've been upset about uh trump being uh, in office since uh since i ever knew trump even existed as a human as a kid i've just always despised him uh, I've always thought this is the type of person I hate. This these socialites who just rise to prominence for no apparent reason, um, and he's got worse and worse. I thought the Celebrity Apprentice was terrible, and all I ever saw was commercials for it and The Apprentice. Uh, and then he became president, which is like the worst. It's like what someone you just despise become president, and then he does all the worst things you ever could have thought or I ever could have thought, and it ended. It ended. It was just this end of all this pent up. I can't believe all this stuff happened. They've listed hundreds of things that you forget or like, I can't believe he did that. That's never happened before. I can't believe he did that. And so that was gone. And then this gorgeous American celebration of our country with uh, on the steps of the Capitol where the uh, insurrection or as Chuck Schumer said today, the erection just uh wait did he really yeah he said uh <laughs> you know because of the erection because of the erection that he started said oh insurrection yeah it's been it's a big it was a big moment to to hear the new senate majority leader you know pronounce that the erection at the capitol happened uh i think he's talking about the big pointy building at the national mall yeah but... that, well that's the giant erection this was just the erection yeah <laughs> and and i just and i just thought what they did especially after two weeks after the um, attempted coup was, where the Capitol got destroyed was that's the America that I love. And Joe Biden's speech, I mean, 
the, the what it meant to have a female come into office uh, uh, as the vice president. Uh, Bernie giving us memes for years. Like there's there's just so many good things that happened. Uh, I, I, I'm curious what you think. You know, we don't want to talk about it all day because everyone was, has been talking about it. But yeah. curious what you thought. I, I, I will say, honestly, I was so happy and I'm actually still on a, on a high from it. I'm like still like it was an amazing, amazing, um, you know, speech by Joe. It was like I was I felt really proud. Like I, I felt very proud to, you know, I was, I was wearing I was wearing the hat. And, you know, I'm excited to take, um, you know, at least a, a nice hiatus from hating all politicians. And I've never hated them. But, you know, from actually just like happy, I, it was, I felt hopeful and I felt really strong. And it's like it was I hadn't felt like that way in a long time when it comes to the shape of our country. And it was to me, it was just I miss that feeling and I want to hold on to this longer. And I hope this man can then continue to push that feeling. And I believe so, dude, he's up to he's up he seems so up to the challenge because the I mean he's had the worst number of months since even since winning and the most vile election up to winning he weathered through all of that and was standing up there like a president with so many moments I just thought well that's a line that's going to be remembered for generations yeah. well that's a like he nailed that. Wow, that meant a lot. Um, even today, you can tell he meant it. He meant it too. Oh, he means all of it, and I believe, and he's doing it. Yeah. He's immediately, yeah. unlike all the racist stuff and such that Trump did immediately when he got elected. Joe Biden is undoing all of it. And today he said one line on TV during uh, when he was announcing what he wants to do for the stimulus uh, that he has a name for, like America. America first or America's back or some, I don't know, something to help everyone. And he said, um, this isn't about Republicans. This isn't about Democrats. This is about Americans. And I just thought that line about a stimulus package, we haven't heard that type of rhetoric and that type of dialogue in four years at all, period. Yeah. Dude, and you even saw it visually, like Harris and a lot of other people were wearing purple, mm -hmm. you know, to commemorate, you know, like mix of the red and blue. Um, so I thought that was cool. Um, yeah, there was it, it was it was. I'm excited for this, um, and this is a great start. Mm -hmm. um, so that was that was I think a wonderful highlight, and followed by a low light from this morning. Yeah, a big low light, and this is why we're still called the Hopeless Show. Uh, and we will we'll never give up that name because there's so much to be hopeless about. And uh, Hank Aaron died. The Hammer and Hank, the home run king, uh, the the man who was African American, uh, played in Georgia, and Vince, if you, which is not at all racist. No, Georgia. No, at not at all. In the sixties, in the sixties and the seventies, it was so. And Vince Scully, in his yeah. call, said. This is an amazing moment for baseball. This is an amazing moment for the country. And this is an amazing moment for the plight of African-Americans in the deep South cheering a black man who just break, break, broke the home run barrier. That's like in his who call. Broke Babe Ruth's. Babe Ruth, record. like Mr. White, yeah. home run record. So, there, And then one, one good thing, because we want to bring a little hope here. Uh, Hank Aaron did... Uh, did something cool two weeks before he passed. 
he wanted to show to the black community that the vaccine was okay and fine and good. And he took it two weeks ago in public on TV as a incredibly influential and famous uh, guy that look, I can do it. I'm 86 years old. So can you him dying? We don't, I don't know how he died, but it, which sucks, but like he still was trying to be a good influence up till the very end, which just shows, I think what a class act he yeah. was and rest in peace. And it is a, not only a baseball legend, an American sports legend and an icon. Um, and everybody will always remember that those powder blue and white uh, Braves uniforms from, you know, when when he broke Babe Ruth's record, oh. he was rounding the bases. It was something really, really special. Um, so, And even even beyond that, like with all the BLM and all the, the racial injustice, he started in the Negro Leagues. He started, he was playing baseball in the Jim Crow era, and he was on a Negro League team to start. And that's when the Braves like found him and picked him up after Jackie Robinson yeah. broke the color barrier because he was younger than Jackie. So uh, I just think just to put that in perspective, like think of what he went through and then became an icon and a hero. Just really. Uh, and then and then, you know what else? And he got to see Georgia go blue and a black man get elected to the Senate in Georgia. That's, you know, yeah, hats yeah. off, Hank. It was, it was, you know, he, he went out on top. He did. He did. So, uh, RIP, rest in peace, rest in power. And, uh, uh, if you haven't watched the video, watch it like seven times. In a yeah, row. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, wait, which was the name of it? Hank Aaron hits oh, his I, record home oh, run. Oh, I thought you meant there was a Scully. documentary about it. Sorry, sorry, no, 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 just a call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh I'm sure there are. Yeah, the call. But yeah, is this is just the call. It's like yeah. three minutes of perfection. It is one of Vince Scully's great moments. Um, so, yeah. yeah, one of his a thousand, uh, but that's one of the most famous. So uh, I guess let's go. Let's go to some hopelessness. You know, let's dive into true hopelessness. Oh you yeah, have this big this topic is, um, here. And the topic here, Aaron. Is, I'm, I might be a bad person. Um, and yeah, it's <laughs> might, might, I might continue to be a bad person. <laughs> um, because I found myself cracking up at a video of a woman in absolute tears going through a really tough time. And I don't know if you know what video I'm talking about. Um, because I have it in our show notes as "Crying Lady." Oh yeah, I do. Um, but yeah, I do think I've yeah, seen. I've seen this. A woman uh, that after um, uh, Joe Biden was sworn in, uh, this woman had a meltdown after the inauguration, and she was asking to God, "Please save us, save us from the devil," um, saying, "We'll be back in some form," and she says, "I don't even see the American flag anymore." Biden's talking with some kind of a crazy flag. I think she was referring to the flag that they usually do in ceremonial flags. It's draped down with the circle with the half circle, which is a yep. very standard flag used in many military uh, and, and politically related events. Um, it's called the Betsy Ross flag. Um, so 
I. For those who don't yeah. know, she's the one who did the yeah, flag. And it's like. Or did she write the Star Spangled Banner? No, she, Betsy Ross, I think she designed the flag. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Scott. F. She designed Scott, the flag no, and then uh, another. Some, some, yeah. F. Scott, uh, F. Scott no, Fitzgerald Scott wrote the national something. anthem. There's like <laughs> some dude named Scott that wrote the national anthem. Oh. Yeah. I think Scott, Cam Peel yeah. did. Yeah. Okay. Scott keep going. Jones. Scott Jones. Um, Scott Jones. So she had this crazy meltdown and she literally thinks that she says, you know, president Trump, if you see this, see this, please save us. <laughs> I know I'm supposed to feel sad when somebody is so lost. No, you're not. And just so desperate, but no, dude, what the fuck? I mean, here's the thing. I have been laughing at all sorts of suffering throughout my existence. And with this, I don't know, man. This one was just absolutely delusional and messed up. And so I I was that that rage there, it made me feel like a bad person for not being empathetic like I probably should have. And then I started laughing at something else. Um are you familiar with who this week was chanting, We don't want Biden, we want revenge. Yes. I don't know. More yes. crazy people. The answer is yes. And that was um, Antifa in Portland and Seattle as they were smashing and burning down uh, the DNC headquarters. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, um, that was bad. And while I have been against, you know, I've definitely been absolutely supportive of Black Lives Matter. I've been supportive of police reform. I haven't been supportive of, you know, people hitting, you know, people on the head with fucking like bike locks and setting buildings on fire and all this stuff. And, and the, you know, and one thing again, I should be feeling upset that this happened, but again, I was happy because at least Antifa is, if, if anything, they're consistent. Right. And you know, and so they're still burning shit down. And they're still like, so, and the crazy part is and we're going to get to this on our debate. But now when they were student, when they were like, you know, there was a Brooklyn Antifa account. Um, so Twitter has been starting to take down uh, after Joe Biden's inauguration. They started to take down the various Antifa Twitter accounts, um, especially since the DNC thing. Good. Um, so I, I appreciate Good. also your consistency with that. And I appreciate Twitter's consistency that like if it, we talked about that, if, if we you talked going about to this last speech, week, be that consistent. this should happen. So. Yeah. And so I shouldn't be happy about anyone being censored. And generally, I think that, um, you know, the way that DNC, I think, twice robbed uh, Bernie Sanders of a nomination. Um, I have no love for them. Even after his last 2016, it was literally found out that they literally committed fraud in how they picked their their candidate. But whatever, we're going to leave that in the past because Bernie Sanders is still great. He still had a great picture. That was a whole meme and everything. Cool. But um it was, it was, yeah. I'm at least happy that Antifa stay consistent. I'm happy that Twitter is starting to actually now stay consistent and, um, and I can just continue, uh, in that. So, um, that was my first topic. So I just want to know, am I a bad person for now being almost okay with the censorship to continue and being, and just laughing at this poor deluded woman? So two things. First, the poor deluded woman, I, uh, there are, Many people in this country with blood on their hands for the big lie and what they've been doing and lying to 
these people for four years and how this net this last two months have been called are now being called the big lie so the people who are who had talked about it who had incited it who had riled people like this woman up they're the ones with the blood on their hands and these are the cult followers and uh but seeing but it's still on her and i think it's absolutely hilarious because of all those things like the devil thing i mean i don't believe in the devil but if i did like the, a lot of these people you know go go chill with him because you suck and for this woman to even think that and to be crying about that she's part of the problem unless she doesn't shut up and cry and go in her room and have a long time out for like i don't know like 30 years i mean if she and just then, tuned in yeah sorry go ahead just that so like her i think it's hilarious like everything she said like she's just to me a completely lost soul and she needs a a lot of help and it is funny that she actually has bought into all the bullshit you know so she she needs her god not donald trump donald trump is not a god she actually needs to find jesus if she's a christian which appears she is go to church and actually soul search and look for peace in your religion do not look to false prophets like donald j yes Yeah, Donald J. Trump uh, and the erection that he caused are are just not your answer. So laugh away. I think it's hilarious. Okay, good. Thank you you for saying that. People crying because of him, then, you know, after that, then why don't you go cry because of something Paris Hilton did and then go cry because of something Kim Kardashian did because yeah. they're all the same. Just one yeah. happened to somehow become president. Yeah, and then, a, uh, yeah. and he's an absolute, like terrible human. And so Trump doesn't care about her at all. No, that not at sense. all. He'd laugh in her yeah. face. And if she yeah. didn't say, I love you and adore you, he would probably, if he could like have her killed. So, you know what? God bless. And then with the, killed, but he would, yeah, he wouldn't, he wouldn't piss on her to put out a fire. He might, he would yeah. maybe, you know, I don't know. I think well, he, uh, uh, I guess, yeah, he would if she was on a bed. Um, yeah. In Russia. At, so. In Russia. And then with the, uh, with the part about, look, everyone evolves. Sometimes people evolve quickly. In this case, Rohit, you evolved very quickly with this idea that extremist free speech needs to be quieted right now. And it, on the left and the right, it needs to be quieted because uh, all it does is cause problems. I think them quieting it helped uh, there not be problems at the inauguration. And now the extreme left with the Antifa going crazy, uh, they need to be quieted so they don't have the voice that they have by private accounts that can silence them. If they want to stand on a rock, they can do it. If they yell fire, they can get arrested. So yeah. I just commend your your evolution in a week from, yeah, and, uh, from being wrong to being right. And I want to clarify, <laughs> it's not me being happy about censorship. It's more me being um, cheering on the continued fascist uh, uh, sort of takedown of um of speech by an account but only because they're being consistent now um but anyway we're going to talk about more than the debates but why don't we move on to a new segment because you oh know yeah what? if if our audience hasn't guessed it already 
Aaron and I sometimes like to watch sports and sometimes yes. like to talk about sports just a little bit. Our friendship may have been birthed, I think, at a Dodgers game, probably. Um, yes, it was. And, we were and, just cracking each other up at a game. Oh, yeah. I was like, this guy's ridiculous. Um, and this, this is what? Dude, eight years ago almost. Um, eight years ago. Yeah. So it was a long time. So this is a new segment. Um, I was in my I was in my stroller. It was really weird. <laughs> yeah, he was just pooping everywhere. Um, <laughs> and we don't have a cool title for this yet. But if you guys have suggestions, we'll take it. For now, we're calling this Sports Update. And by the, just so you know, a lot of topics that we hinted at already, we're going to come back to. We just didn't want a spoiler alert because we wanted to jump right into a new topic. Yes. So, Aaron, can we do an update on last week's playoff football predictions? Um, you know, All I, right. I'd like to claim, uh, claim a dub. Um, uh, yeah, you got everyone right. No, wait, did I? No, because right, we both picked the Packers over the Rams. That's right? the only one I got right. Okay. Oh, did I pick Tampa Bay over New Orleans? I think you picked Tampa Bay over New Orleans. I no, think no, I picked, I picked New Orleans. Oh, I picked, okay, then I picked Tampa Bay. Oh, then I got them all right. Great. We might yes. have to go to the tapes because I don't, I. No, I, we, you, it was. You, the only one we agreed on was Green Bay. I picked New Orleans, Kansas City, I mean, uh, New Orleans, no, New Orleans, the Browns, and uh, uh, Baltimore. And uh, Baltimore, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Okay, yeah. All right, so I guess you owe me $15 for those three games. Um, Yeah, that was like a crushing. Yeah. Well, so in this set, maybe it should be Aaron knows less than Rohit about sports. We can call that the segment that. (laughs) I don't think that's true, man. But um, so now comes time. so I'd like to give you a chance to make your money back, Aaron. And I think okay. now that we are in the conference championships, I think uh, the stakes are twice as high. So I feel we should go $10 a game, not $5 a game. So right now yes. I'm net plus 15. Okay. Right. So you have the chance if you win both games this week, as long as we both agree, um, we have to go overs or unders because I feel like we might have some similar picks, but um I, all right, so let's let's talk about the first game on the slate. Green Bay. I want you to have to pick the team that I don't pick. No, I don't think that's a good idea because I feel we might <laughs> pick the same teams. But I'm I'm going with Green Bay. How are you feeling? I'm going Green Bay all the way. I think they're going to win the Super Bowl. I think so too. So this doesn't help. Um, we might have to then go to spreads. Um, to point spread. So what is the point spread right now for Green Bay and Tampa? It is. Packers. And for those who don't care about football and don't care about spreads, just care about the gloating that one of us is going to get to do. Roy did slightly earlier, but there was he could have done more. Uh, but the gloating that one of us will get to do for for winning all this. Okay, and so so far it's not the, me. I can't gloat about it. anything. I was wrong. It, it'll it'll and who knows? You'll, you'll probably get your chance back. So right now the spread is Green Bay negative three and a half, which means that they project they predict the packers to win by 4 points or more. Right? By the way, just can I get back to gloating for a sec? Yeah. Can we just like go to an alternate reality where I had won where I had gotten all of them right? Here would have been the first thing that I would have said. Uh first I would have said, "We have a new segment. I know what I want to name it." And then I would have said, "And Rohit, by chance did you catch any football this weekend?" You know, it was horribly set up by me. I really wasted a good gloating opportunity. Um, but I feel like, you know, I'm such a Nostradamus when it comes to sports these days that it doesn't even, you know, it, it's like right now, <laughs> you might as well be a magic eight ball 
and I'm Nostradamus. Um, <laughs> but so yeah, just so okay, yes, so, yeah, what is it? Yeah. Yes, it, yes, it will come true. So uh, hey, exactly, shake eight ball. Yeah. So I just want to correct what I said. So when I said you know pack, the Packers right now, you know they're giving three and a half, which means that they predict around the Packers to win by about three and a half points. Now a team cannot win by three and a half points. So Aaron and I might pick either we take the over, which means we think the Packers win by four or more, or we take the under, which means the Packers will win by three or less or even lose. Um, so are you right. taking the over or under? Over. Damn it. Me too. Okay. We can't bet on that one then. Um, all right. Let's get to then the Chiefs game. So we Wait, have- I'm going to even say, I think that the Packers will win by a touchdown or more. I'll take the under on that. Okay. There we go. Great. I think the okay. Packers are far better. A touchdown and an extra point, so six or seven? A touchdown, because the extra points don't make it a lot of the time <laughs> these days. Okay, true. Okay, so you have And there's a lot of two point conversions. Okay, uh, so especially we're doing our in own, Green Bay with own... the wind. Great. So I'll so I'll take that. I'll take Packers by less than six. Yes. Um, so you've got great. and then uh six is a wash. Yep. Um, okay, cool. And... So we got that. And then the other game is um, the Kansas City Chiefs um, are hosting at home the Buffalo Bills. Um, and here, this one, this one's tough. Um, right now, the Chiefs are Chiefs are giving three. So, so they have to win by a field goal. Yeah. So I think uh, I'm going I'm going Chiefs. Okay, you're taking the over? Over on Chiefs. I'm going to take the under. On, and with the Bills possibly eking it out with a last-second field goal to win by one. Wow. So, yeah. I think it's going to be a great game. So, all right. Cool. So, so we, we have, have our bets. bets. Yes, yes. And you don't have to pay me. We don't have to pay each other till the Super Bowl. Um, right. And I'm also cool. preparing my gloat. I'm just trying to all think. Right. I'm gonna, I have a whole week to prepare for my gloat. And then if I don't oh. get to do it, it'll be a bummer. But I think I already have an idea of what to gloat with. You're not going to be able to do it, just so you know. But anyway, um, let's move on <laughs> to our next topic. Um, your American League team, Toronto Blue Jays. How excited are you for their new outfielder signing, uh, Mr. George Springer? So this is a big conundrum, and I've been asked this already uh, from a few friends uh, or, or, and relatives in, in Toronto. Uh, George Springer... Uh, was on the uh, cheating Houston Astros in 2017 who cheated the Dodgers out of a World Series and never apologized for it. And they're so, fucking cheaters. And they're cheaters and they cheated the world. They're, and he's one of them. And he's one of the like gloaters. Like he's didn't apologize. Like he was just never said anything. So I hate the guy. I think he is terrible. I think that whole team is disgusting and he's one of their best players. So he's terrible and he never showed any remorse. That being said, you always have to give someone a second tip. <laughs> it was not too long ago. It was actually on my birthday. We had a distance birthday dinner with, um, you know, Aaron and Kim and Mike and Julia and Ian and I at my house in the backyard. And we were doing a little like a uh, secret Santa type thing. Um, white elephant. Uh, why does it gotta be white by the way? Um, and, um, we got some baseball oh, yeah. cards as one of the gifts, Mike got them. And Aaron, you got a George Springer card 
I figured it was either you or Mike. One of you guys just tore it in half. I tore I just tore it. I yeah, tore you it tore it in half. Would you have torn that card in half had he already been a Blue Jay at that point? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. It's like okay. there's many a couple orange things that we hate. Uh, the Astros <laughs> and Donald Trump. <laughs> and people were saying, "Can Do- is there anything Donald Trump could do to redeem himself? And I said yes. There's one thing he could do. If he magically, because he's superhuman, could end COVID tomorrow. So it's gone. There's no more COVID. It's done. I would be like, you have redeemed yourself. You've done so many bad things. But, you know, we're at least on an even playing field now where, like, we can start over and you can do shitty things again. But, like, right now, you got rid of this. So, good. That's like well, the if only anybody thing. Can, if anybody can cure COVID, it's a stable genius, which by it's the way, a stable is, an genius. Inc- is an incredible rap name. Um, yes. Uh, it, yeah. There should be a, yeah, there, there should be like bad, like a bad white rapper group called the stable geniuses. And it's like, they're all from Kentucky and their raps are like, yeah. yo, I'm a stable genius. What do you think about us? And that's like their style of rap. So you can work on your raps for next week. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, was, that wasn't my A game. But the moment, if he can go perform with the Jays and be good with the Jays, this who is are George a stand-up George Springer. Yeah. No, Donald yeah. Trump is always going to be a piece of shit. But if, if George Springer can leave that orange, go into that beautiful Blue Jay blue, and redeem himself surrounded by a plethora of great people in, in uh, Toronto, then... I can see myself moving toward Team Blue Jay, where George Springer is a uh, is a part of it. He will not be my favorite Jay. I mean, Vlad Jr. You know, there's a there's a there's a few right now. Bobichet, all those guys. Bobichet's yeah. really good. Lourdes Gurriel Jr. There's a lot of exciting. Uh, Tay Oscar Hernandez. He might be my favorite right now. I just love the yeah. name Tay Oscar. And so, uh, Oscar. Yeah, it's like he got the Oscar, but he's the yeah. Tay. So, yes, I am very excited. What do you think? Because uh, your team is also orange, but they're the cool orange. Yeah. Uh, well, we don't get free agents, so I can't have opinions on free agents. Um, so, but just really. We quick, realized you moved. did. You got a guy named Mark once. Mark Reynolds. Yes, we Mark did Reynolds. like 10 years ago. Yeah. And so Mark Trumbo. Great. You got two Marks. Yes, we got two Marks. We have a monopoly in Marks. Um, Big hitting, big swinging, big striking outing. Um, before yep. we move into the topic two, I just want to give you a little news alert. I just got uh, Kike Enrique Hernandez, former Dodger, has signed with the Boston Red Sox. No. Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Brad's this is like real time sadness. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Um, oh. Yeah. All right. One sec. We. I'm just gonna. We're gonna move on from the Blue Jays. And could I just do an in memoriam? to yes. uh, Kike Hernandez. Kike Hernandez, married to Miss Puerto Rico. She's gorgeous. He's the funniest dude. Like, like to say someone has a great personality is an understatement for what Kike Hernandez brought to the team, got the ring. He was always a spark plug. He struck out a lot, and he was not good a lot of the time. But he was just so fun to watch. The team loved him. The fans loved him. He will forever be cheered whenever he steps foot in L.A. And uh, like when when they got pregnant, when him and Miss Puerto Rico got pregnant, uh, 
th- their announcement was like him as though he was pregnant with a pillow on Instagram. I don't know if you saw that, but like, it was, <laughs> no, it was like her pointing at him because he's pregnant. Like that's the type of guy he was. Uh, he was just really funny and cool. And uh, if you go, go follow him on Instagram. He's just a great guy. I will not be rooting for him to, to uh, help w- the Red Sox win, but I will be rooting for him to have personal success. Good. Well, yeah, he's, he seems like a really stand up dude. So how much did he get? Um, he got, Oh, they're still, uh, they haven't announced terms yet. But. Well, I'll guess about like how many multi years. So like, I bet he gets like four years, 40 mil, something like that. That actually sounds pretty reasonable because he's, he's 29 years old. So he's got some good years. And I think maybe four, even up to six years. We'll see, you know, and probably six. And he can six play every position. That's yep. an, he played with the Dodgers. He played every single position, Wait, including catcher. Uh, I think in one game, Oh, yeah. oh, I think I remember that. <laughs> he yeah, did yeah, one yeah. of those. Yeah, yeah, he did awesome. one of those things. Yeah. And uh, and then one other thing I'll say about uh, Kike Hernandez, just a last farewell, is thank you for your time with the team. Thank you for all that you brought, the joy you brought. And also thank you for, without knowing it, doing, and I'm Jewish, so I can say this, doing an inadvertent, incredibly racist thing with a lot of Kike Hernandez jerseys that were bootlegged because Kike has a, like a, the accent and thing. Yeah. The accent yeah. on the E yeah. to make it Kike. If you take that away, <laughs> yes. it says a very, yeah. very different word. And a lot of people who didn't realize that that derogatory word toward Jews was what they were wearing would walk around Dodger stadium with it. <laughs> and every time I take a, I'd take a picture <laughs> Yeah, I remember the first time I saw his name, I was like, "Excuse me, <laughs> right?" I was like, so, "What?" <laughs> so, uh, and sometimes people would say it wrong. It was just, it was one of those like, like innocent bad things that didn't mean to be bad. So yeah, <laughs> that I can, you know, glad glad funny. you could have a good laugh on it. Let's move on to our next topic. Um, and Aaron, this is your topic: complacency. Yes, this is huge for me. Because, as I said, like I'm keeping up on the news. I'm not going to stop watching now that uh, we don't have this imbecile in office uh, in knowing what's happening with our country, how President Biden, oh, it's so nice to say that, how President Biden is, uh, is dealing with issues and trying to get Mitch McConnell, who he's worked with for like 40 years, uh, to be on his side. And they apparently don't hate each other. They just disagree with each other on like everything. And so, but complacency, we cannot, and I can't stress this enough. We cannot, as the younger generations of this country, become complacent because the evil guy is gone. Because we have to, we have to, um, and I think Joe Biden is going to do what he said he's going to do and what he's going to come through he's never he's not really a guy who's backed away a lot he's not a liar he's not a lying politician that's just not him he admits mistakes so but we can become complacent and i'm worried that we will and it makes me feel a little hopeless that now that this reality shit show is over um or hopefully over for the most part that even QAnon people are going against Trump because they're like he let us down. He didn't. He didn't 
do martial law and take over on 20th and they're bailing on him, uh, which is funny to me. Uh, when I, I've seen a couple interviewed and it's hilarious. Like they're so disappointed that he didn't make this a, you know, a fascist uh, like country completely. So, but we cannot become complacent. Everyone learn that it's our duty as Americans to be informed, to have opinions, to have discussions and to also keep fighting for what we know is right. Because the last thing we want is in two years and then in four years to go right back to where we started with some other imbecile piece of shit, barely human uh, in office. And you know, I'm with you and I, I actually, I think it's important. I said this before even the, the voting happened. I said, if Biden's elected, I do hope that the media and all pop culture and everything continue to hold his feet to the fire just as much as they did the last president because that's what we become complacent. If we elect somebody and they expect, oh, everything's magically going to be better because it's not. And politicians, their job, you know, in their eyes is to get elected and say whatever they can to, to get elected and stay elected. What they think is they actually work for us. They work for the people. And our job is to make sure that they are doing their job and they are they are progressing our world. America is not a finished painting. We are constantly moving and evolving. And it's important that no matter how good of a person is holding that office, we keep them honest. We keep the the criticism coming. We keep we can't just let off the gas with that because that's what motivates them is public outcry and public pressure. And if we, if we, if it's our job to keep pushing our politicians. Well, but can I, but can I, can I um, take the negative aspects of, you know, n- negative Rohit brain out of it for a sec? Sure. Because I know you like chaos and want the complaining part. I think it's also very important to not forget, never forget what we went through these last four years. And when good things are happening, which I believe will happen, I think that, there will be a lot of good things that Biden is going to do. He's already done them. He's done more good in these last two days than Trump did in his entire time in office by getting rid of some of these really racist bans and and uh, pushing the new stimulus package uh, forward. And there's a I mean, there's 20 things you can read about that he did in the first two days. When he's doing good things, be aware of them acknowledge it and never forget that those good things could go away like that if the wrong person comes into power. For sure. But you know what? We, you know, we still don't have equal racial rights. We still don't have police reform. I know he just started, but until those happen, we not everybody has health care. The environment is still a disaster. America is still a huge polluter, right? But we're, we're immediately we're immediately back in the Paris Climate Accord. That alone mm-hmm. is a positive. That's a big thing to immediately be back in something we never should have left. Yeah, I mean, fortunately now we do get to give um, China $3 billion a year for them to actually not have to do anything with it because they don't have to actually follow any of those regulations till 2030. So yeah, that money could be going into education and to the U.S. uh, solving our own things. But that's a different thing with the Paris Climate Accord um, because essentially the U.S. is paying billions and billions and billions of dollars to other developing nations that don't even have to follow the protocol until 2030. So that's, and there's no accountability and that's why we pulled out so i love the environment but i don't know if that was the best thing it's nice of a you know committed show of countries regardless problems aren't solved we hopefully have someone that can solve the problems however 
we can't let up the pressure until they solve the problems. That is my opinion. Yeah, or get them going in the right direction. Yeah. Racial injustice is not going to be solved. Police reform is not going to be solved, but there could be steps made in the right direction. Exactly. And, uh, and I believe they started within these last two days and will continue, but I just don't want people to get complacent. Like, just keep up with it. Keep on it. Learn. Keep educating. You don't need to educate just because someone is batshit crazy. You can also educate because government is working the way it's working and learn what you like and don't like. Yeah. And what, yeah, that's my hopelessness is please don't get complacent, everyone. Yeah, it's learn, be happy, be angry, be whatever you want to be. Um, keep pushing. But don't get complacent. So, let's move so on. yeah, that's, uh, that's some, you know, complacency. It's also a big word. I just, I signs do like having topics where my word is big. And I think complacency <laughs> is a big word. It's got a lot of letters. So I am trying to choose bigger words as my topics. I like it. Uh, word of the day. So let's get to move to our debates. And Aaron, and this, this question is, um, you know, like what we're going to be debating is What's happening in Russia, um, you know, I think we might have talked about uh, Alexei Navalny. Now, Alexei Navalny is a Russian that ran Yeah, he got put in jail. Yep, ran against Vladimir Putin, survived and spoke out publicly against Vladimir Putin, which is a punishable offense by death. Um, And he survived two assassination attempts. Um, Yep. And because he kept talking shit, he's now being extradited uh, back and his family's being threatened to extradite back to Russia where he's most likely going to be killed. Um, by the president, right? And this is someone that has engaged in no political violence, none of that, purely just having the balls to stand up to Vladimir Putin um, and run against him. Probably he, he might have won, but obviously Russian elections are rigged. Now, um, <laughs> TikTok, YouTube, uh, Facebook, like they're, they're all these social media. Pornhub. Yeah, all these they're social, all talking about it. All these social media platforms are pulling down all communications from people trying to organize protests to protect and support Alexei Navalny because Russian government is saying that that's inciting violence. Is it okay that these social networks are blocking pro people protesting to protect the life of Alexei Navalny? Uh, Yeah. I mean, what do you think? I think absolutely not. It goes back with my same exact argument I made on the last episode. Like exactly what I was scared of is exactly what's happening right now. We are giving social media companies the right to take down stuff because they're protecting their own interests and not enabling that speech. Now this man is going to die because people cannot, cannot go there to protest and, and draw media attention to him and just be around even when he's being taken off the plane and probably put a, a shroud over his head. He's then taken immediately to some prison place. This is that slippery slope that's already come into life. And this is... Awesome. Okay, so you know what? I'm going to not even debate this. What I'm going to say for me personally is it is awful and it's a tra- uh, travesty and Vladimir Putin is an enemy. He's not a friend. Donald the dipshit. Uh, That being said, we are America. And right now we have to focus on our country. And uh, I believe you and I hear you. 
I'm just, I'm really focused right now on trying to get, we're just getting over our own Putin and uh, like Russia's got lots of problems and uh, I want to worry about that another day. Yeah. I just, it's, it's, this is, especially since these social media platforms are protected by the government, they're influenced by government and they, it's state sponsored fascism. And whether it's in the U S or Russia, the only speech that needs to be protected is a speech that people don't agree with. You don't need to protect speech that everybody agrees with because everybody agrees with it. And this is again, another example of censorship when it goes wrong, as we admitted last episode, it was, it was good that, you know, speech was pulled down in some ways if, if you're arguing that, but it, you have to be consistent. And this is, this is the danger. Um, so I just, I, I think that yeah, if we're not going to, I think that maybe since we're both probably in alignment, that it was not good that this happened, that, um, <clears throat> I, yeah, I think that, uh, this is, it's just gonna- right now we've been focused on Ru- Russia, which this is a, not to say that bad things happen in other parts of the country and I mean, other parts of the world and it's not okay. And I'm excited for America to again, be a leader in, uh, being there for other countries when they're um, harming our allies or when they're our enemies and actually doing threats to us. What I am, what I am ready to be done is for our only friends to be bad places. Like when North Korea and Russia were like Trump's biggest friends and Vladimir Putin was his buddy, that was a big problem that we need to get over so that then we can start taking care of some of these other issues because it is bad and bad things happen other places. Now we see just how treacherous our country can get and let's get us back in order so that we can be the leader that we need to be. But you know, the crazy part is though, Facebook, YouTube, Google, you know, these are American companies supporting this censorship, uh, which is a crime against humanity with this, with this, with Navalny and they're doing it abroad. I think our biggest, as much as I, I, I complain about politicians, I think, corporate social media, big social media is one of the greatest threats to democracy globally. And I think that we just need to all be aware of it. No matter what side we come on, I think everybody can hopefully fall in line that these companies have way too much power one way or another. So, uh, but yeah, yes. I think that'll, there'll be some regulations of that yeah. coming too. I just Break think we're too, we were two days at, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, uh, I, I'm going to get to it in a minute. I'm, but don't yeah, be I'm, complacent, I'm even, Aaron. Don't be complacent. We have. I am focused on America right now. Okay, a country that I was ready to leave. That sounds very so, Donald Trumpy, but you know we are global citizens. We have to. Well, think- I was also focused on Canada. Yeah, as like, true. oh, this yeah. is my home. So, so let's move uh, on to the next topic. Pop culture. Uh, so Rohit, I'm going to ask you because I know this is a, and you know, son, you've been talking about a bit. Um in your, you know, you talk to me about it and some other places. Uh, what, it, where do you think pop culture begins? What type of person? Where is pop culture? Where, what, what style of person or what race or such of person does pop culture begin with? Well, it's funny you ask that, Aaron, um, because I was just on a panel on the new social app, uh, media app called Clubhouse, which is essentially a bunch of chat rooms, um, you know, like old yep. AOL days, but without actually typing. It's all voice. Um, and we talked about the, you know, what's happened in pop culture. Is it dead or not? And I think where it starts is with, with the fucking meme lords today is memes are pop culture. And I wish I said this during that talk, um, but 
Yeah, man. It's it's whoever is creating a meme that can then get passed around. Those are the ones who are starting it. So do you agree? All right. this I believe that that is one of them for sure. Um, to be more specific, something I heard maybe on that panel. I, I forget where I heard it. It was I think maybe on your panel. Uh, is someone said that it starts with white people. Yes. And I... I vehemently disagree with that. It wasn't that it starts with white people. What Troy was saying, what he was saying that it's pop in order for something to be pop culture, it has to go from like its origins and then being made okay for white people, like less scary, more, more sort of watered down. So like, you know, white people might not be, they might not have been into like the OG sort of like hip hop, like the trap hip hop from like Georgia and shit like that, you know, back like 15 years ago. But then when it got, when it kind of became bigger is when it became more accessible, it had some more melody to it and all that, you know, became more digestible that fits, you know, a very Western anglicized approach. And I think that's, that's the point Troy was trying to make is like, is if it becomes okay, for the larger white population. So I totally disagree. Oh, uh, I think that we're at a place and have been for a while now where uh, the fringe is what makes things popular. The fringe, no matter what your race is, and it's not a race thing to me. I actually think minorities have been leading in pop culture in a lot of yeah, ways. Absolutely. For a long time. And uh, I think that, um, when things get to that level, it's when they become less popular uh, in pop culture. So, in, and even like like the trendsetters, the people who actually uh, are the trendsetters, those are the ones that are always idolized. It's not the 7,000 copycats. Um, so I just think it's the opposite. I really think it's the opposite. I think the fringe, uh, when people start catching on to the fringe, that's the person that's going to lead the way for the future of that style of pop culture. That actually, you make a very good point. I, th- I do think we both agree. I think we both agree that the the popular the popular stuff starts at fringe, right? And the fringe has been creating stuff before it got popular, right? And eventually, when they put out something that feels digestible by the larger population, then that becomes popular. It's like, oh shit, check this out, right? This is super hot, right? And so that, while the, the it still is the same creators. Now you have the, I think the larger population be like, oh, dude, I'm into that now. That's super sick. Whether it's K-pop, J-pop, or even, you know, whatever, you know, hip hop, like there's, or, or just even like the fringe, like edges of gaming and like, you know, there's just all these like bits of pop culture that started niche and then they went big, right? And I think- But then when, when they get too big and too like, you know- they, they become popular, but they become fucking lame, right? They become lame and I think yeah. a lot of people bail on it and then look for the next- Yes, cool yes. Thing. and I think that was a point that I tried making. I think you might have had to leave at that point. I said pop culture is disposable now. Everybody's it's just like like eat, yeah, that's destroy, great, eat, right? yeah, yeah. It's like jump, 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 and just like it's like everybody's like Pac Man. You're eating pop culture and you're shitting it out and faster than we ever have before. So now your people are more hungry, looking for what's new, what's different, what's new, what's different, and just keep they're scanning the horizon. And every time something new or different, they're trying to see oh, there's something interesting there, grabbing onto that, and then yep. shitting it out the next day, and it's over. So I, we actually agree. We agree. Just, yeah. the, the pieces that I heard, I was like, oh, I disagree with that big time. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, we actually agree. There's no debate. It's yeah, because then spit it out onto the next uh, thing that doesn't become. I think what things have become is white 
they get whitewashed, which makes people not like them. Uh, that's the, the term whitewashed is that they yeah. don't become white and then get washed. Like, yeah, they're not yeah. started by the white to then get washed by other people. Yeah. It's the white they people. Get wash whitewashed. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The white people are the yeah. watch. We also, we also talked about woke washing <laughs> where you have like, you know, like people like trying to get in popular culture by also getting onto sort of fringe, you know, or like what is seen as fringe, like rights platforms and, you know, and just like sort of like, you know, in the name of justice, but your brand turning its logo like into a rainbow during one month of the year or your brand saying it believes in black lives matter, but it doesn't, ha it's not, it still has the same type of, you know, people sitting at top that look the same and all this, you know, it's like they're, they're, brands are doing very performative stuff. That's also part of pop culture now. And they're also, there's eating that up and shitting it out and not actually truly meaningfully doing anything about it. Um, yeah, so. truly like, um, yes. Yeah. So we agree. Dude, these debates are great. We agree. Oh yeah, it's great. So, um, I know that we've been running a little bit long on the show. We still have a few interesting segments. We have the return of guests, the BTS. We've got hopeless TV, yes. hopeless 60, then some fan mail and some hope fulfilled now. And we're going to, we're going to go through this, but in through. a, yeah, but, we'll, but with some of the most impactful things you're going to hear all month. I, I say we try and go a minute each like hope in 60. All right. Ready? Yeah, let's talk so do you know, speaking of B of BTS and K-pop, as the people who started the BTS popularity movement, yep. uh, we've it's been our favorite group since we started this show. We just didn't know their music, but love them. Now they're everyone knows them way more than they did when we started the show. So it's because of us that they're worth six billion dollars as an entity. They wouldn't even give us one yeah. of those. No, they didn't give us one of the dollars. I want a dollar. <laughs> it's bullshit. It's bullshit. But you know what they did, which was fantastic today? Because then there's all these BTS stands, right? There's these, they like mess with culture that they don't like. So BTS is about unity and coming together. And that's what they stand for. So they obviously like Joe Biden. That's, that's their type of messaging, which is his type of messaging. Today, some assholes started a Twitter trend in the morning that they took over. What was Do you it? know what that Twitter trend I was? I don't. It was hashtag impeach Biden. Oh, boy. And it's because uh, the, that woman, Marjorie Kwadugu, QAnon woman, who's in Congress, like formally said she wants to impeach him, <laughs> which is hilarious. <laughs> like... Like for what? <laughs> he just like for having just, a like, dope inauguration. He just it's like I just got here. <laughs> like, right. So you know what the BTS fans did? What? For every every they do hashtag impeach Biden, and it was pictures of BTS like singing. <laughs> <laughs> I love when they hijack trends. It's so ridiculous. It's um, so good. Yeah, so that's, that's so always love BTS. Uh, if you don't know them for whatever reason, look them up. Uh, you may or may not like their music, but what they stand for is cool, and they're just funky and crazy. And love it. Really popular. Love it. That's hilarious. So so they did that. So now Hopeless TV. Yeah, so let's move on to the first you topic of Hopeless TV. One. And Aaron, I finally watched Tenet. Um, I know you've seen I'm it already. Sorry. No, I have not. Oh, you haven't? And I won't. No, I okay. have not. I need you to see and it. And I'll tell you something else, but after you say what you think. 
your hopelessness. Okay. I'm not going to spoil anything, but I'm still really confused. But anyway, now you, like, I have no idea what happened. Well, you can spoil it because ready, I am never going to watch that movie. I have zero interest. I, as a, uh, I, you know, there's Nolan movies I've loved, like the Batman movies, mm-hmm. uh, especially uh, the first two. Um, but, and there's Nolan movies that I just haven't actually liked that a lot of people like. And this one was like the moment people said that it was really long and confusing and kind of boring and just effects and you didn't understand it. I said, I don't want to waste four and a half hours or however long it is to two and a half. Yeah. So probably feels like seven. (laughs) So, uh, I don't have any interest in watching it. So whatever spoiler you'd give, I still wouldn't understand, except I have a hunch that a lot of it's backwards because he does that a lot. And so that's it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to spoil for the audience, for the listeners, but what I will say is that the movie, like, you know, we watch it at my home theater and I get like this nice big ass OLED with like a big, huge home theater thing. And just watching it there was, it was a cinematic experience. But man, it's like I felt I need a PA, I needed a PhD in reverse chronology in order to truly get. So there it, was but, some backwards stuff. Oh, I'm not wrong in guessing yeah. that. Okay. I actually had to watch YouTube videos to get an understanding later. Um, kind of. The all right, let's move on to the next topic. Um, and this is kind of hopeless TV for me, man. It's it's one of the hottest shows in culture right now. Something called Bling Empire. Are you watching it? Nope. They've avoided that one too. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's like crazy rich Asians, but like reality TV based in Los Angeles, just some really, really rich Asian people doing really rich people shit. But everybody is so corny. And my hopelessness is and help me understand this because I want to keep this quick is are people going to take these people as role models? Some, but that's why I stay away from things like that. Like if I don't like a title of a show, and the very basic premise that I knew of this, I'm just not going to give it the time of day because these types of things annoy the head. Like they really annoy me. Uh, like the Kardashian stuff, all this stuff that's just promoting obnoxious rich people. It's why we ended up with Trump in the first place with his fraud show called celebrity apprentice apprentice promoted by fraud, evil, rich person, Mark Burnett, who just wanted to push religion on everyone. And made him that so then he could help finance his campaign so that he could help that. So all this stuff I just stay away from because it's all vomit inducing and it makes celebrities and it makes big people out of nothing. So no one watch this show. If you're listening to this and stay away from all this propaganda, it's all fake. It's all fake. And it's all, these people suck. Nobody. And also nobody respects you when you have like more fillers than like, and you look like a fucking lion in your face. Nobody likes that. And then all you do, like there's one episode where they're like, they're seeing a shaman on the beach. that's helping the relational problems. And they're all, some people are talking about deep things and it's one girl's turn. And he's like, what can I help you with in your soul search? And he's like, well, I was looking at this Gucci bag and I couldn't decide between black or the red one. And everybody was like, and I was like literally ready to just like set off an, I, an IED in my own house. Um, so <laughs> Yeah. Anyway. And, and this is also just just to, for our listeners to know, this is also why both Rohit and I don't brag about how big our houses are. And like, I only have three Lamborghinis, so <laughs> I try not to, you know, talk about those. I mean, those are my sidecars, but I try not to talk about them too often. And I have a small private jet, but not a big one. 
So we purposely don't talk about this stuff because we don't want to piss you guys off. Yeah. I mean, in truth, I drive a Prius. Yeah. For me, it's just, you know, I have a fancy sports car and, you know, I have, I have, um, you know, a library of the finest mahogany wood, but that's about it. Um, but so yeah, wearing a Chanel bag right now. Yes, exactly. Yes. We are recording to you from deep inside the Chanel HQ. Um, (laughs) the next thing is, is, uh, the stranger things drive through. Have you heard about this at all? Oh, too much. It's annoyed me just hearing about it, dude. It was amazing. And oh, really? It was fucking awesome. I was like so impressed. So it was. Um, so for for the listeners out there in Los Angeles, we have this. Uh, you know, Stranger Things and Netflix. They did this huge sort of thing. They actually took over this whole like compound, and they turned it into. Uh, the stranger things universe. Like they literally transform the entire parking deck into the upside down and into like the high school. And it's all this as you go through the different levels and they have like the whole, um, the, the, the mall in the beginning where they have like entertainment and stuff like as you're queuing up, it's like an hour and 15 minute experience that is just like with actors and like the demigorgons and lights and all like the smoke and fog. And just like, do you have to like more than, Stranger Things season one to enjoy this because no. I got sick of the show after the first season. Oh, I love Stranger Things. I was Things. like, so it, it I helps. liked the setup of the show, and then I thought it just got it wasn't for me. I think it helps a lot if you like the show, and I really love the show. And I, I was just, I, I was just thinking, it was like, it was this was like for it was a experience made for COVID. You in your car the entire time. You're driving through this entire hour plus experience, um, and it's really really cool. And I think like the whole thing is like it all wrapped up. And I was like, that was fantastic. We bought merch and stuff. I have like a Hawkins high gym shirt. Um, <laughs> and so I asked, I was like, oh, hey, when's the next season going to come out? They're like, we, we have no date. I'm like, you did all this promotion and you don't yeah. even know when the fuck the next show is coming out. You want to announce Because they haven't it filmed the- it. They didn't start filming it yet. Yeah. So it was very frustrating um, that well, I got all hyped for the next for season four and uh, there's no season four in sight. Well, I think instead of trying to give you hope for Stranger Things season four, because I don't know when that'll happen, production is it a is it a pretty bad in a pretty bad place right now with a lot of shows. Um, I'm going to give you hope because my last TV because there's no hope to that. If you like Stranger mm-hmm. Things, you're not going to see it for a long time. Uh, if you haven't seen the show Barry, I would oh. watch it. Okay. So We've there you go. Watch it. that. Okay. Watch the first two seasons of Barry, and then. Uh, you'll have fun with that. Okay. So that'll take up your Stranger Things time. Yeah, very. And so I'm going to just say something that I feel hopeful about. And it was, so there's no hopelessness to this. Uh, The night of the inauguration, there was this concert for America, Uh uh, which had Tom Hanks and a lot of other people like Bruce Springsteen and John Legend and Katy Perry. And then like these interludes with like montages and stuff that were not vomit inducing. They were the opposite. They were really profound. And, uh, and it was just like an hour and a half of happiness and possibility. And you saw like Joe and Jill watching it at the end. They, it's still worth watching. You can go to PBS news hour and watch the whole thing. That's how I did. Uh, and uh, they're watching these fireworks as Katy Perry sings the song Firework. And there's the most fireworks like you'll ever see. So I just recommend to everyone as Hope for America, a sign we have not seen in so long, this, you can go to PBS NewsHour on YouTube 
and watch the entire thing. And if you don't get a smile on your face from this concert performance thing that they did, then uh, you next got to watch the movie Soul so you can learn to get one. Love Soul. Loved it. Loved it. Yeah. And this is just, I really recommend it. It was just, it really showed hope for um, just music, the arts, our country. Just, it was like, man, I've missed this. I miss feeling a sense of, of uh, congruency in our country. So does that, or even that's like me using like a word, probably completely incorrectly. Congruency. Congruency. Isn't that like a math term? Congruency means that there is some sort of uh, a relation where two things are like fitting along, like the the same edges together, you know, like these two lines. So it was me to the TV then. It was me and the TV, Uh, the TV and I, if you want to get English right. (laughs) So, uh, let's go to Hope in 60 Seconds, even though I just said some hope. Hope in 60 Seconds. I think it's my first topic, but I'll start the timer. Um, yep. So, Kurt Schilling, um, he is on the verge of being elected to the Hall of Fame. And due to his uh, support uh, on Twitter for uh, people, you know, storming the White House saying that, you know, the, the, that, uh, the, Donald Trump and you know he had the election stolen from him or whatever you have some writers that are actually trying to undo their votes and at the same time if they do that I've never heard of votes being undone but there's a lot of shitty people in the Hall of Fame how soon are they going to start undoing votes for Omar Vizquel who beat the shit out of his girlfriend multiple times it was documented on camera so like is why is it okay for someone to have like say words and lose their lose their Hall of Fame when someone can actually be physically violent against women and still get in the Hall of Fame? Um, Good question. When you help incite a coup of the country, you shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. If Pete Rose isn't in because he gambled, then this guy, this complete asshole should not be in the Hall of Fame, period. And these voters were mistaken to even vote for him in the first place because I know firsthand someone who he was on steroids the whole time he was like when he was good old, like when he was on the Red Sox, he was on steroids. So he shouldn't have been in anyway. He should have been grouped with that group. And so besides being an insider of uh, a coup of the White House, because he has a big voice in the Fox News world, he just shouldn't. Yeah, this is a this is a outlier situation. All those other things are bad. Helping incite a coup is you should be in jail, not in the Hall of Fame. I don't know if he helped I mean, these other as people should be in jail too. as much as he did some really shitty tweets supporting it. But so I all I all I get out but of this is But he has a following. That, he's been promoting this stuff for 4 years. Sure. Like he's a but bad all dude. I, all I get out of this though is bad tweets are worse than violence against women. That's what I get out of this. Oh, well then that's a bad way to look at it. I mean, it's a way to look at it that's true. Yeah. So, uh I guess there's two sides. like I don't maybe I maybe I kind of think that more I don't know. This, <laughs> I yeah, just think I'm going to stick to just Kurt Schilling instead of try to hammer home all the bad people in the world. Uh, that Kurt Schilling, because of what just happened and being a supporter of it and being an instigator of it because he has a big following and voice, should not be in the Hall of Fame. He never should have been. He shouldn't have been voted for before this because he doesn't even deserve it, really. He just sucks. He I really never, I really suck. hate him. The, the dude's a, the dude's a white supremacist and he fucking sucks, but his numbers were amazing. And he, that bloody soft game against the Yankees, but I he was cheated. Game, it was amazing. All, you were at it. Ooh. Yeah. But he, uh, he did cheat. He was on steroids. I know firsthand. 
not firsthand like I caught him, but I have a friend who yeah. did. I don't, I don't mind uh, the steroids thing. I think a lot of people are on it. But anyway, next topic um, is yours. Uh, oh, yeah. Start the timer. Mine is a question for you. Uh-huh. Inauguration. And in four years, a lot of TVs changed. So there's reasons for maybe the answer. What got bigger ratings? The Biden inauguration or the Trump inauguration? Because Trump cares about ratings a lot. And TV watching has changed a lot in the last four years from cable to streamers. What got more ratings? I would say the Trump, the Trump election, because it's more of a train wreck that you people are going to tune into. Boom. And you went for the hopelessness and it's hope. Biden's inauguration got the the biggest TV ratings in the ratings era besides Reagan's first inauguration. Wow. Well, that's not hopeless then. That's all hope for us. That's great. Yes. I just wanted you to say the hopeless answer so that then I could come back with the hope. And time. That's great. Cool. Uh, Isn't that awesome? That's great. I love it. I love it. Um, so everyone okay. watched it. It was great. So, so finally. One. Oh, the strain. Yeah. So it was released today that the COVID strain uh, in the UK is more deadly probably. Uh, yeah. That's it. Give me hope. <laughs> I don't have any. Um, this isn't a. This isn't a no, test. Here's this hope. is a here's truth. Hope. The UK strain, while is more deadly, you're not gonna have to worry about because there's gonna be probably five to ten even more deadly strains after that. Oh, so we have a lot more to be hopeless about. Yeah, but you don't have to worry specifically about the UK one. Okay, this is like my answer to Kurt Schilling. <laughs> yeah. We're not talking about the other strains, the other bad people. We're talking about one bad strain yeah. and one bad person. Yeah. Man. Okay, fine. Great. I feel hope, and I hope you feel hope about Kurt Schilling. Tell <laughs> you right. Kurt Schilling fucking sucks, and so does the COVID twenty out of London. But man, yeah, the worst is ahead of us with COVID. <laughs> hey, get, give me an amen. Yeah. <laughs> um oh so, shit. So we okay, have a submission. We, yes, we do. Um and why don't you uh talk about that one? Well, Brent in New York City said, "Can we add more interviews and guests?" Cuz uh, you know, we've been sporadic with our guests. We've had a lot of times then we've not. And the answer is yes. And we're even now going to have some special episodes that are just the interviews because uh it gets it gets busy sometimes on our shows, and we'll also have some guests on the shows. But we are going to be having more guests in 2021, uh, and we are going to be having Dr. Shirley Whitaker. She's been in The New Yorker. She's been on CNN. She's been on everywhere uh, lately with the film she made that's going to be Oscar-nominated and has been getting amazing. What The activism that she's done to uh, for racism and justice, for COVID uh, awareness, and for... Um, just making this country a better place as someone who grew up in the Jim Crow era in Georgia uh, is going to be a great guest. And we'll be also releasing that interview this week. So more to come and it'll be great to hear from her. And if you want to learn anything about her before then just Google her, read the big New Yorker piece on her and uh, go from there. So there you go, Brent. We've got your hope fulfilled right away. And if any of, uh, of you uh, major celebrities out there listening right now would like to join our show and be a guest, let us know. Um, you know, we'll make time we're, for you, hopefully. Um, we're talking to you, Harrison Ford. Yeah. 
and you, Barack Obama. Um, yeah. And so, uh, Joe Biden. Yeah. I well, know Joe's you busy. listen. Yeah. No, but he could give us 20. Yeah. He'd probably give us 20. We're like meet the press, but we're yeah. like meet, meet two idiots. Uh, <laughs> so. But how cool would that be? To have the, ag- the actual president of the United States on our show. <laughs> that would be so sick. Oh my God. What if we could make it happen? It'll be like, like a make a wish, but for like podcasters <laughs> that aren't dying. Yeah. Which is it? No, I'm not laughing about make a wish. I'm laughing about. <laughs> yes, you are. We, yes, you are. <laughs> no. Oh God. No, no, no. But I want to make that wish happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. all right. I, well, also we'll get... I also think you and I are too old for make a wish. Um, um I don't know. Probably. I can um, still fit in a stroller. But anyway, while we're let's transition away from that topic um, and actually just talk about hope. We do felt. want Joe on Joe. If you're yes. listening, which I know you are. Yeah, please come on our show. Just DM yeah. and, me. And after those last comments, I'm not sure if your press team will allow you to. But um, <laughs> so just DM Aaron anyway. Um, yeah. And uh, with our last segment, Hope Fulfilled, we want to end on a positive note. So this is. Um, I think we've talked about space in the past and I've wanted to go to space, but I have some good news, Aaron. Have you heard of uh, Project Artemis? No, I have a friend named Artemis. She was on the show Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, no shit. Which one was she? Artemis. Oh, her name was Artemis? She played Artemis on the show and her name is Artemis. I've only seen like one and a half seasons of that show combined. Well, Uh, She goes out with Danny DeVito in it. So that's the Artemis I know. Okay. Uh, and, and then there's, there's also a film great, app called Artemis. Yes, and there's also about, a book by Dan Weir, uh, the guy that wrote The Martian. It's also called Artemis. I really enjoyed the book. It's about a girl that lives on the moon in a moon colony, um, and she gets up to no good trouble. Um, but it's going to be in a movie soon. Anyway, what Artemis I'm talking about, the Artemis I'm talking about is NASA. NASA has 18 astronauts beginning in 2024 that are going to what? go to the moon. So we are going back to the moon and there it starts with the first mission with four and they haven't picked the four teams yet. All of them. Um, but right now we have two women, Christina Koch and Jessica Meir. Whoa. Um, yeah. Yeah. It. And, um, and I forgot the, Oh, and Victor Glover. So I think they're waiting for the fourth person. Danny Glover's brother. And I think I saw Victor Glover speak. Donald Glover's at, brother too. So right now it's a black man and two women right now that are on the team to go to the moon. Um, so that's pretty awesome. Um, and I would say this was Christian Crispin Glover too. I'm thinking of all the Glovers Glover, yeah, to Dave the moon. Crispin Glover. Yeah. Uh, and Donald Glover. They're all going to the Donald. moon too. And Glover box in your car. But, um, yeah, this was actually, <laughs> um, I gotta say as, as I think as I'm not one to really praise the dude at all. But this was uh, actually one of, I guess, the outgoing vice president's uh, projects. So at least that dude uh, sort of did something. Sort yeah, of. Sort In a of, lot of yeah. ways, not really. It was also yeah. privately funded. Yeah. Um, so the National Space Council, uh, sorry, National American, National Space Council meeting took place and they finally announced it. Um, I hope that Joe and Kamala will give even more funding and I hope that they will restore our rightful space and space. Um, I think of and, course they will. That's they're all about uh, all the stuff that Trump took away that made us not powerful and small. They want to get back. 
Yeah. They want us to be leaders. They want to. I heard that Joe and Kamala just to fu- to end the show with just big breaking news that I heard is that Joe and Kamala want us to be the first nation to land on the sun. Because <laughs> they so, devils help so with Donald that, Trump. Yeah. So with that, with that, uh, with the hope that we will one day land on the sun. Uh, I'm Aaron Wolf. I, I'm the Aaron Wolf on social media, and I and can't wait for us to land on the sun. Yeah, and I'm Rohit Thawani, and I am Vohit for Rohit with a number four on all social media. Yeah, and um, they'll probably, we're not going to get much of a choice. They're going to send us, the two of us, to the sun. To um, the sun. So, yeah. <laughs> Joe Biden just DM me, said I'm not coming onto your show, but you're yeah. going to the sun. <laughs> just lose this number. Uh, and, then so. he, and, then he, and then hashtag unity. <laughs> yeah. he's like yeah he's sending the fbi to our house yeah yes um, so thanks for listening and also remember uh a couple days after you listen to this we're gonna have dr shirley whitaker on too so yes. we're bringing so much entertainment to 2021 we're gonna make it two years for you yes, of we'll, entertainment <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch you guys next week when the world seems gold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore that glimmer of hope, a light shines through the dark. It's a hopeless show. With Aaron and Rohit, whoa. It's a hopeless show. With Aaron and Rohit, whoa.